0: up everything it's that time of year again time for us to speculate wildly about prospects we know little or nothing about utilizing a shape made famous by the ancient egyptians it's not a rookie rhombus it's not a drafty dodecahedron it's a prospect pyramid and it's straight ahead so let's get started and let's go blues Welcome to the Two Guys One Cup Podcast. It is Thursday, September 8th. We are live together in person in St. Louis in the suburbs, not far from one of many locations of Emo's Pizza. (laughs) This is uh, an exciting episode because it is our lovely and beloved fan favorite, I'd say. No fan has ever told us that, but we're just proclaiming it a fan favorite. We
1: can feel it in the the ether. (laughs) That's
0: right. The Prospect Pyramid is back. In a minute, we'll be diving deep into all of our prospects, the good, the bad, and the ugly, mostly the bad and the (laughs) ugly, and uh, we'll be talking about them and sorting them into... If you've been here, you know the deal, and if you don't, we'll explain it, so you don't have to worry. Um... But before we do that, there's a couple contracts, a couple couple news pieces in the NHL to discuss, some people making the bags. Uh, what's uh, what's old Jeff Merrick say? Big, good piece of business? Oh,
1: yeah. Just uh, a, little, a little piece of good business. And
0: or a big ticket. Oh, big um, ticket.
1: Secure the bag. Yeah, you already said that one. That's right.
0: Well, yeah. you got to say secure the bag. Yeah. Um,
1: Who's got the dog in them? That's the new thing, right? Who has the dog in them?
0: Uh, Timmy Warbucks, Tim Stutzla of the Ottawa Senators, certainly has that dog in him uh, making an, signing an eight-year contract with an $8.35 million AAV this week to remain in Ottawa. Um Super excited for him. I love Tim Stutzle. He's exciting. He's young. He's from Germany. That's cool. Um, and Ottawa is a wagon this year. I mean, they are really. I uh, you know I don't I don't want to I don't want to go there. But Eugene Melnick, you know, kicked the bucket, and this thing <laughs> turned around real fast. Let's so, um, so I think uh, I'm really excited for this contract. It's you know very similar to uh, Robert Thomas's. You're paying probably a hat. Well, in Thomas's case, even less so. Probably you're paying a little more than he's already proven to be worth. Hoping that by the end of it, you're paying a lot less than he's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the Senators are are going out there and they're making long term, high dollar commitments to their best players, and you can't fault them. For that. That's what they've needed to do the whole time. They've now done it with, I think, Stutzland, Norris, and Kachuk. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, Kachuk was still in the in the Eugene Melnick era, era so fair, just to be fair to him. Um, and They've got Shabbat under contract for a long time as well. Um, Drake Batherson's locked up for a while. Matthew Joseph locked up. Um, and then, of course, Klojiru is in there now. They are $7 million away from the cap ceiling, which is obviously still a healthy bit of space, but it proves that they're trying to contend. They're trying to be a different kind of team. And, you know, I don't know if they're a playoff team this year. I would probably say, gun to my head, they're not. Uh, but they're certainly more interesting and much more exciting. I,
1: I hope they're a playoff team. That would be that would be more exciting. It's interesting to see that they've locked up their young core. I wonder what they're going to do with um, Debrinket after this season he'll be rfa and do do some money maybe another eight million dollar contract then you've got a nice little young core uh you know early 20s there and see what they can produce it's interesting given the fact though that stutzla um last year was his highest his highest scoring season he's only had two he's only 20 um but 58 points 22 goals 36 assists um that he's ends up making more right like a skosh more than thomas Mm -hmm. at this point um with thomas having just a better overall uh performing season last year but i think stutz is supposed to have a higher ceiling probably Mm -hmm. and as jeff Merrick has mentioned and i think elliot's mentioned on 32 thoughts uh he, he looks he looks different you know, he looks ripped. Yeah. As as you'll now hear every Stixel single does, yeah, oh, you'll yeah. now hear every single hockey mind say that about every player yeah. on their team as they oh, come yeah. home. Uh uh-huh. has never been in better shape than he is right now. Uh, every you know, if you go by this metric, these 38, 39 year old players are freaking gods among them. No. <laughs> because they should. Every year, they're just in better and better and better shape. Yeah. Um. I mean. People seem to think Stutzla's primed to have a breakout season, uh, even bigger than last year, and he's got all the tools, it'll just be interesting to see if they can put it together there, um, he drew, drew some criticism last year too for being a bit of a dive, mm-hmm. I believe, and you know, everyone in Toronto, Montreal, and all those other teams in the Atlantic latched onto that, um, we'll 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 see if he can you play through that a little maybe maybe stay up on his feet i don't necessarily think i've seen it but i did but i have seen a few that are a little iffy Mm -hmm. um yeah but overall good contract i do find it kind of interesting that these young players are actually accepting these long-term deals i mean it's good gets them to 28 uh with eight million a year but with the cap not quite going up yet you would think maybe just possibly they'd try and go for a more a bit of a bridge deal mm-hmm. bet on themselves and then they're going to be at commanding like the moon after that yeah but i also understand um I, I most certainly understand going the more uh safe route here and just taking the money and getting the money having the security of being on a team for that long bit of time um i'm definitely not one to take risks, so I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just interesting to see between Thomas and Stutzla um, and a few other players this summer taking those long term deals at such a young age.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, for sure. I just think it's, especially in the flat cap era, it's just like that kind of guarantee. That you're taking care of has to be really appealing to them. Uh, a player who did not, it was not as young, but is taking a long-term contract. Kind of out of nowhere, JT Miller signs an extension with the Vancouver Canucks. Seven years, $56 million, exactly $8 million cap hit. Classic. Your classic $8 million <laughs> cap hit. Um, this is a really great deal for the Canucks. I, I'm very taken aback by it because I thought we'd all kind of just settled on he was moving away and leaving you know vancouver or whatever but um came out of nowhere he talked a big you know said all the right things about wanting to be in vancouver and being excited to stay there for the long term and i can't imagine it's hard living in vancouver to be fair you know it seems like a pretty beautiful city um so yeah i mean i don't have a lot of thoughts here other than that i'm kind of surprised that it happened and um it'll be interesting to see how the Canucks continue to manage their salary cap situation.
1: Yeah, as I was gonna say, right now they're projected to be over by $2 million, uh, close to $3 million this year. Now, obviously, they can, they can move some people around, people go on IR and things like that. But what will be even more interesting to see is this upcoming summer, or this upcoming season, rather, where Bo Horvat, this is the last year of his contract, he's making five and a half million probably due for a raise there and they currently don't have the money for that can they get it done sure they can trade people move stuff around depends on what kind of season they're even having in the first place Mm -hmm. but it is a little iffy because it did seem like bo horvat was like the guarantee and like you said jt miller was pretty much gone yeah uh by all accounts, from everyone that was reporting on it. And now JT Miller's there, and it's like, well, wait, Bo Horvat was the guy you were going to keep. This is very, uh, and maybe it's not exactly the same if it were to happen this way for the Blues, but it would be like, to me, thinking, well, you're going to get Ryan O'Reilly, and then if you can, somehow, I guess you keep Tarasenko, but you're probably trading him. And then if instead we kept Tarasenko, and you're like, okay mm-hmm. this is fine i that's okay with me but what about the other guy that i thought was like a guarantee and they're like i don't know and you're like hmm okay well i guess we'll see a little different obviously different players and everything but uh we'll see i'd take bo horvat come on down buddy you can be uh robert thomas's older brother you two look very
0: similar yeah he does there and and that know, was the draft comparable at least so yeah <laughs> Um, cool, Bo Horvat's a St. Louis Blue. He was a Blues killer in 2020. Man, that it sucked. It's, we moved right on from Matthew Kachuk, and now it's Bo <laughs> Horvat <laughs> to the Blues. That's right. If
1: he's not here right. next summer, I will, I will kill myself on, on live TV. TV yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll be furious on live TV, and you'll kill yourself on live <laughs> TV. Uh, speaking of people, we want to be here next summer. I guess he'll be here next summer either way because he's an RFA. Uh, but Andy Strickland tweeting today that it sounds like. Jordan Cairo is close to a contract extension. Uh, a little surprising only because you know when he when he wasn't announced near alongside or near Thomas, I thought it would be more of a let him play out this season, see how he does before you make the big commitment. Right. Um, but I'm happy to have him locked up. I don't think there's a lot of question about his ceiling and his upside. Uh, as a player in this league, we've talked about the O'Reilly situation and You know, it's hard to know right now how we'll keep both of them, but I hope that we do, and I hope that's the plan. Uh, What do you think Kyra's number comes in at?
1: Yeah, so let's see. Tage Thompson just made seven, right? He's making like seven by seven more or less. Um, Or eight by seven or whatever the frick they signed him to. I I would think Kyra would... That's so hard. Like, I think he commands more because he's... Of greater point producer, and he definitely should have like a higher ceiling than Tage Thompson. But he also hasn't scored thirty-eight goals like Thompson has. And I am mm-hmm. sort of like, I would want him to come in and around Tage Thompson's number just to be cheaper or whatever. But I can't imagine they're they're gonna settle there. I feel like he's got to make more than that, right? Mm-hmm. But is he gonna make Thomas money? Like he's a very good player, but he's not a center.
0: Yeah, I mean. He made the exact same contract as Thomas this time. Yeah, I think that's definitely his ceiling. Yeah, that's like gotta he's not be the making More than Thomas. Um, can you convince him to do like eight by seven or seven and a half, maybe? But I don't think you're doing any less than that. So I think the only question is, are you doing the eight years? Like if you're if you're in the eight year ballpark, then you're going to have to be seven plus. Right, right. It'll be somewhere seven to eight,
1: seven so, or eight by <laughs> seven point seven five. That's
0: right. Eight by seven. What's his number? I forget number. It's twenty five. Seven point seven, seven two, two five. five. <laughs> <laughs> They're like seven point
1: <laughs> two five. They go no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Put another seven in there.
0: Um, but uh, I think I think if the, I mean this is a dumb way to do negotiations, but I feel like That's if fine. it was gonna match. Thomas, they would have just dropped him 8 by 8 matching at the same time. Boom. Right. This is our core. We got him. Um, I think they're probably fighting over that, you know, where in that range they're going to fall if they're doing the 8 million. And I think you have to because I think, if you, I mean, you look at Com- Thomas and Tyru. Thomas and Kyru is the foundation of your young core. Guys who were on the prospect pyramid not that many seasons ago. That's right. He They were on our original prospect pyramid. Well, Thomas wasn't even. Or Mm -hmm. did we start in 2018? He probably was. He was probably (laughs) brand new. But anyway. um, That
1: was the best prospect pyramid. It's only gone downhill since. It's only gotten
0: worse. Um, But, you know, I mean, I I really think you'd want to lock him up permanently and just say, whatever else, that's our core on offense. Those two guys, we've got them. We got them. And then, uh, you know, build around that. So hopefully that comes in. And then, you know, I would just say, just get O'Reilly done preseason. I don't want any... I just don't... Or just, like, trade him right away. Just be uh, like, rip the band-aid off. We need, we need to... I can't we do need another year of Willie... Yeah, Because
1: it's going to be... This is going to be I it next summer. I can't do another year of Will I Stay
0: or Will I Go with Ryan
1: O'Reilly. I cannot. I just want... I really do kind of want to skip this season and just get to next summer and be like, let's rip the band-aid off. Teresinka gone, is O'Reilly gone? I'm really starting to feel a Calgary Flames vibe. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe not not quite the same, but I'm really uh-huh. feeling a, like, remember Ryan O'Reilly and Tarasinka when they're a big part of this team? while well, they're both effing gone. Yeah. And I, I would believe Doug could do the same thing as True Living and be like... To a lesser extent, it like, mm. yeah, but we do have, oh God, I don't even know. Uh, it would be like, JT. Bo Hor- <laughs> We got Bo Horvat <laughs> and we traded for JT Miller. And I'm like, okay. It was, it was cool, I guess. That's, that's good. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Like, obviously, with those two coming out the books next season, there's plenty of room for Kairo, even if he makes like $8 million. I think we'd still end up with something like. 16 million that's still there for o'reilly tarasenko is you know around Barbashev, and then i think that one's like achari and mikola don't matter um <laughs> so i mean like even if you sign Kyrie to that amount of money, you don't matter <laughs> if you sign Kyrie to that deal it's not like that's really not hamstring you I, I saw a few people are like that's pretty rich and i'm like yeah hey, I man but like Maybe if you were up against the cap and you're like, we just don't know, I don't know, but you're not. You'll be yeah. fine. Um, it's literally lines up perfectly because you have a winger that's leaving <laughs> that makes right. essentially the same amount of money, so you're just replacing them with a younger one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hope they get this done soon, and like you said, I hope maybe some of those other
0: contracts can be preseason done. Those $6.5 million deals are <sighs> deep... All four, five, four of them, counting Shin. Oh, Oof, the burn is deep. It's gonna be weird next year looking at um, Robert Thomas at the top of this scale. Yeah, you know, because it'll he'll jump up to the highest contract.
1: I don't think enough was made of the fact, however many years ago this was, that they gave Shen that six point <laughs> five million dollar contract, and the whole thing was we got to reward our we got to reward yeah, our guys, and then we haven't rewarded no, a single. <laughs> we re- re- rewarded just fucking Bennington, Shen. Man. Like, yeah, it's like. I don't know, man. You rewarded like, the weirdest fucking guys. Mm-hmm. Shen, again, I'm fine with, but, like, he was already, like, 29 or something, yeah. and it was like, oh, that's just... I'm not even... I'm okay with the money. It's just, like, for that long, bro, he's... brain Shen's still on here for six more seasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, even one more. Oh,
0: God. Yeah, it's not... It's not great. It's not yeah. ideal, no. But, hey, you know... It is what it is. This is where we're at. And um, perhaps we'll find a prospect that can replace Braden Shin down the road for much cheaper. Which brings us to the Prospect Pyramid. There's no theme music. There should be. There's no entrance song. There should be. I would just play Walk Like an Egyptian and then would be sued for cultural appropriation. It's not a very politically correct song these days. But um, we've got it. we got the Prospect Pyramid. Coming up. Um, Let's talk about our prospects. Let's talk about the process, first of all. Mm. For anyone who hasn't heard this speech before. The pyramid process. It hasn't changed. You've copied this over from the notes, although you have updated the players. I changed the players. I I do appreciate that. Uh, But here goes nothing. The prospect pyramid was first created by Steve... Dangle Glenn, Glenn is his real last name. That's right, Little we know. Inside baseball for you. Um, in 2016, the prospect pyramid is a different approach to ranking prospects. Rather than having impossible to resolve arguments about whether Matthew Kessel is better than Zach Bolduck, he's not, or Jimmy Snuggerud is more likely to succeed than Leo Loof, he is. We simply sort the prospects into tiers. So, what are the tiers? There are six tiers, and each tier gets wider as you go down, and that's how it becomes a pyramid. It's also technically just a triangle, but (laughs) don't tell anybody that, because pyramid and prospect start with the same letter. (laughs) Uh, Tier one is for the elite players. The Blues have no elite players. They're franchise-altering superstar centerpiece-type players. Elite prospects would never come out of anywhere but the first five picks in the draft unless you were looking back years later. Our closest, I guess, would be Robert Thomas. I mean, we do say Robert Thomas is elite. I could argue argue arguably put him up there, but even he's a little bit of a stretch. This is more meant for your, like, Austin Matthews, your Connor McDavid's, your that level of guy. Mm. And Austin Matthews was a Maple Leaf the year that Steve Dangle started the prospect pyramid, which explains why he... I had this elite tier so exclusive. Now, fact of the matter is, I think Dangle himself has light, uh, loosened the restrictions on elite a little bit. Right. Um, and maybe we should, too, which would put, you know, Thomas and maybe Kairu in that tier. But it's a very exclusive group. This year's draft, for example, I would say had zero first tier players because it was a weaker draft. Yeah. Nobody was sure about, you know, one or two or, you know, Shane Wright fell all the way to fourth. Um, Shane Wright would probably be your closest, but I don't think he's there. However, Connor Bedard, definitely elite here. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of your line. And maybe even uh, Matt Vemichkoff and uh, the other one uh, who is supposed to be the third overall pick. So, you know, it depends on the years. You might not have any elite prospects. Uh, Elite prospects, also a website for those (laughs) who don't know but uh that's the situation tier two is your stars these are your top line forwards your top pairing defenders your lion's share goaltenders these are the guys they run in tnt commercials when your team is on national television the guys who throw water bottle at the oppositions after tough games now actually you didn't put Jordan Bennington in this category, so they're not that guy. Um, It's your Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko, Robert Thomas, Jordan, Kyrou, Colton, Pareko. These are the guys you build your team around, or they're the guys your elite players won't let you trade, uh, usually their first-round picks. Tier 3 are your studs, top 6 players, top 4, starter in a tandem. These are the guys you need to have as as a contender, but don't think about the same way you think about stars. They don't receive the national attention, but they're huge contributors. Buchnevich, you could arguably put him in Tier 2, maybe. Shin, Krug, Justin Falk is probably in this category as well. Um, You didn't make exhaustive lists lists here, I assume. Um, Tier 4 are solid players. Uh, they're top nine, third line, starting six, backup in a tandem. They play significant support roles. You can replace them, but why would you want to? You've got your Barberchevs, your Lettys, your Brendan Sods probably falling into this tier, etc., mm. etc. Et tier five are serviceable. Uh, they're bottom six. They're seventh defensemen. They're career backups. They aren't your favorite players. Hell, they aren't anyone's favorite players. Does it sound like I've read this before? But it's a cap league, and they usually won't embarrass you too badly. Robert Borte. Tuzo, Alexei Torovchenko maybe falls here, maybe tier 4 maybe tier 7, there isn't a tier 7 but after his mysterious surgery maybe that's where he falls and then tier 6 is your mech tier, your everyone else tier, your mid tier to quote the recently returned MJF Uh, there's everyone else and then there's these guys, don't bother learning their names because you won't need them next year, ouch Um, that's not polite to Nathan Walker who will never leave Um, he's here to stay Last year, players who graduated from the prospect pyramid Scott Perunovich, Clem Costin, sort of, uh, Alexei Torovchenko. He was a tier five last year. That's right. and we, we were right. We, we were right. We bounced connect. them from whatever it was. Tier two to three to four to five <laughs> to, uh, to that, one. That to... was great. Yeah. We were always right. Um, And then uh, we got rid of Dakota Joshua. Tanner Kaspec, yeah. uh is just. Gone the into the gone. ether. Nolan Stevens, um, tier one is nobody. That's we've already covered that extensively. Mm. This is now moving into the players that are currently ranked uh, as tier one. Tier two, Ian's rankings. These are Ian's choices. He's our prospect <laughs> expert here. Oh no, there is only Zachary Bolduck. Ian, defend your choice right now. <laughs> defend it. I, just,
1: I mean, maybe Jimmy Snuggaroo moves up there. Later, but he seems like he's projected to be like a middle middle six guy, and he's only nineteen. Um, I guess Bolduke's actually still pretty young too, but it seems like he has a little bit more of an offensive upside, a little bit more of a flash, pizzazz, can score a lot more uh, readily. Jake Neighbors also a very you know possibly gonna make the team this year, a good prospect for the Blues, but I don't think he's an elite tier either. I don't even know that Bolduke is an elite tier tier two guy i think he's more of a low tier two high tier three kind of tweener in terms of like when we're reading out what like a tier two is where i'm like is is he uh you know a star or is he going to be a top line forward necessarily i'm like uh he could be but i see him more as like top six that's where he should fall and so that's more Mm -hmm. like tier three but it's like but he could be that good i see a lot of and i guess we'll Talk about when we get there. I see and hear a lot of uh David perron young David perron comparisons, so it's like, well, if that's what he turns into, then definitely I'd put him like in tier two. Yeah. Um but yeah, as of now I'm like, but I also think he's our best prospect. Um, spoiler alert, I'm not even like listen to how high I am. Listen to all my trepidation in <laughs> describing Zachary and And this is definitely, I think, our best prospect. Um, again, Jimmy Snuggard. Some of these younger guys might move around a little bit more, but that's my—that's why he's tier two. Because I want—I also want someone that's exciting, and put—I'm going to push for tier two. It's a very uh, this pyramid is interesting because I feel like I wanted to push some people kind of higher than they might be, and then I probably pushed some people a little bit lower than they might be because I was like, uh eh, we haven't heard anything from you, so mm-hmm. you know what." Trash now. Um, yeah. And then, like, sort of, I was mentioned earlier, tier three is Jake Neighbors, Jimmy Snuggerud. Um, again, I think maybe both these guys might be tweeners as well. Maybe lower tier three, <laughs> high tier four, where you're thinking more like top nine guys for sure. You mm-hmm. just don't quite know where they're going to fall within that top nine i uh, definitely again definitely third liners at very least, um, but maybe they can plug and play up the lineup. Maybe they maybe they stay there. Maybe they prove me wrong and they're they're more productive than I think they'll be. But again, I think both of those guys, Neighbors and Snugger, will make this team down the line at some point. Mm-hmm. Neighbors might even this year. In fact, I mean, we gave him that nine game tryout last year. He's looked really good. So. Yeah.
0: Do you want to jump into those two tiers then and talk about everybody else after, or do you want to go through the whole? Yeah, let's
1: do it, because might as well. We're, these, these are the fun <laughs> ones anyway. Nobody um,
0: So yeah, Boulder, you you mentioned, um, did you read this paragraph? No. Specifically? I'm sorry. Oh,
1: these these paragraphs are from The Athletic, from What's-His-Face. You know, everyone. you got them. No, See everyone now. your yeah, Prattman. Knew,
0: everybody knew. Um, Zachary Bolduck, obviously our 2021 first round pick, 17th overall, pro- played for the Quebec Rimparts last season after playing alongside Alexi Lafreniere and Ramouski the season before that. I mean, he wasn't alongside Alexi mm. Lafreniere. I'm sure his locker room was in the hall and Alexi was, you know, <laughs> backstage in a, in a limousine. But, That's um, right. <laughs> But, you know, um... Promen said he started off the season slow, akin to his draft season, but went on an absolute tear in the second half, ending the season with 55 goals in 65 QMJHL games. But Corey, anyone can score in the (laughs) QMJHL, even Justin's cat. There's a shout out to Justin's That's cat. Right. That's a if man you're, props. If you're playing the two G one C drinking game. You can dr- take a shot for anyone can score <laughs> in uh, the Q and J H L. You can take a shot for Justin's cat and for cats in general. Depends on how drunk you want to be. You can treat that as one thing or three things. It's up to you. Um, He's a highly talented forward. He has great skill and creativity and can make skilled plays at a pro pace. He uses his teammates more consistently this season, showing legit playmaking ability to go with his fantastic shot. He's a scoring threat from the dots due to his big one-timer and a great wrist shot. Bolduc can stick to the perimeters too bunch can stick to the perimeters too much, and doesn't have much physicality in his game. I think he projects as a top six forward, likely on the wing, but I'm guessing he at least gets a cup of coffee at center. I mean, 55 goals, 44 assists, 99 points in 65 games. Even in the QMJHL, you can't totally overlook it. I mean, Mm -hmm. Ivan Barbashev didn't do that. That's right. You know, so, um, yeah, I mean, I think if you're judging by skill, uh, he's pro definitely, I would say above snugger root and, and, neighbors. Uh, we've seen more of neighbors, so it's, it's easy to want to draft him or put him higher. And mm. he's probably pro readier as, as evidenced by the fact that he will be on the blues <laughs> this season, probably. And Bolduc almost certainly won't, but like, um, you know, I think Bolduc has the higher ceiling probably, mm-hmm. uh, neighbors projects to me like more of a. More of a David Backus type uh, without right. necessarily having the captaincy, you know, Patrick Bergwin. Even a Braden Shin on the high end, but, like, you know, more that physical player who has right. some offensive ass reach rather than, like, you know, <clears throat> an offensive player who can be physical. Um, whereas Bulldog, I think, is more of, like you said, the David Perron, the pure skill. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, I'm excited to see him play. Do you have more thoughts on Bolduck? Bolduck, Golduck, Bolduck? It'll be interesting to see him play um,
1: at Traverse. Like, I know it's coming Uh up uh, in the middle of this month, and it'll just be him and Neighbors are both going to be in that. Um, It'll be just cool to see them there, see what they look like, especially Neighbors among among some of the younger guys there,
0: uh, how he plays. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I, uh, I... I'm sad to not be going to Traverse City this year, but uh, I'm excited to watch it. It'll be fun. Go if you can. It's a great time. I mean, it's happening like this week, so you probably (laughs) Go now. Go. It's not that long a drive. Why aren't you in your car? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's Zach Bolduck. Like you said, probably a tier... A tweener low tier two high tier three but i don't know if i can ever come into one of these and just say we have no tier twos did we ever do that did we do that one year i don't think so i don't think so it's hard that's just depressing <laughs> um jake neighbors uh is obviously on the track to make the team this year he helped uh captain the edmonton oil kings to a Western Hockey League trophy this year, um, he only had 45 points, which shows how much tougher a league mm-hmm. the uh, WHL is. In 30 games this year, uh, he also, I believe, did go to Team Canada in the suspended. I think so. Um, thing maybe I'm making that up. The light just turned. Oh, <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. Oh, uh, well, I guess we're doing it in the dark now. <laughs> um that's you could up. turn the switch if you want to but you know i'm i'm in this deep at this you know, point. all right you know, no, yeah. no 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 i'm, I'm <laughs> said, out. freaking freaking out freaking out it's supposed to be motion control but alexa is like you know like a half a dip shit so just keep turning there it is uh, <laughs> that's gonna charge it up That light smart light bulb is not that smart uh neighbors made the blues out of camp this is Prawnman after uh nine games was sent back to juniors didn't put out the huge numbers i thought he would but he was still a top whl forward it's legit nhl skill and vision but it's his work ethic combined with that skill that gets scouts excited about his future he wins a lot of battles and projects as a reliable two-way player in the nhl despite a lack of great speed i'd like to see a more consistent scoring touch from tim but i've seen enough of it over the years that i think it's in there Neighbors projects as a top nine winger. What I do like about our prospect mix right, mix right now is like you'd always want to have your elite. I mean, if you can have a Conor McDavid in your system every year, you would yeah. never lose. But like I do think these players complement what we do already have in Thomas and and Kyrie really right. well, um, and and um, Perunovic to a lesser extent. Uh, I think Bulldog. You know, it, uh, they've just put they make a cohesive unit. You've got a skilled winger. You've got a couple skilled wingers. You've got a couple of you know, more grindy, you know, right. work ethic kind of wingers uh, and or centers. That's um, true. It's I think a good they point. fit into a good package. How do you feel about Snuggard?
1: Uh Jimmy Snuggerud is going to be going to be a star on this team. I don't know if that's true or not, uh, but I liked I like this pick this year. I like this pick a lot this year. Uh, unlike say neighbors a couple years ago, <laughs> where we were already like mm, I don't know about that, he... He blossomed before our eyes. Jimmy Snuggerud was uh, selected in the first round of this past draft, 23rd overall. He's going to be playing for the University of Minnesota this upcoming season. From Promen, Snuggerud's a talented winger who can be dangerous with the puck on his stick. He has one-on-one skill, good vision, and his best asset is his shot. He is a long-range shooting threat with a one-timer you can build a power play unit around. Snuggerud has good size, competes well, and is responsible defensively. The only issue is he has heavy feet, which could impede him as he, in the advanced levels. The rest of his game is strong enough, though, that I think he could be a top nine forward. Again, very um, Jake Neighbors-esque. And again, like you said, because we have Thomas, we got Kairo, we've got other guys, other skilled players. That it's nice to have a complement of like skilled sandpaper guys. Um, it'll be interesting to see Snuggerood develop. I don't think right; he can't play it. Travers, because he is going to go to college, which mm-hmm. is like a thing, right? Well, yes. That's
0: yes. too bad. That is sad. Um, but the college season is already starting, so we'll get to hear about him very soon. Uh, Jimmy Snugger would easily the best name in mm-hmm. our. Um, although I do like Bull Duck, you know, because Gold Duck, it's like, a, <laughs> it's a whole thing. Um, I'm really excited to see what he can do in college. I think it's always hard a little bit to know uh, how college players project. Unless they're, like, truly uh, exemplary and kind of in that Hobie Baker conversation. And then you're sort of like, oh, he's a big deal. But um, then again, sorry, I'm going to sneeze. Couldn't do it. That's gone. They'll come back. They'll come back. Then again, um, it will. It'll be out of nowhere too, so brace yourselves. Um, then again, like a lot of the Hobie Baker winners are like total duds in the NHL, so I guess that doesn't really prove anything. Watch out, Scott. I'm looking at you, Jack Eichel. Um, <laughs> uh, but seriously, he's you know he's a dismal yeah. <laughs> You were the hope of America, Jack. Get your shit together, you that's know, right. son. I don't I don't want to root for Austin Matthews any more than the rest of you, but that's all we've got. What is it? Um, Pick it up, Jack. <laughs> but we got the good We got the drone. Right. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Snuggerud, uh rocks uh, my socks with his name. He's another, like I said, I think he compliments what we have really well. Um, and, uh, you know, I think he's uh, exciting and a very good, um, you know, addition to the group, even if he's not the, you know, electric playmaker that... You maybe would love to have Mm -hmm. right now. Um, Let's move into tier four where you've put uh, Dylan Peterson, a uh, center we drafted in 2021, I believe. Arseny Kormaslov. You got it. I think you Uh, have right on the A defenseman we drafted this year out of Russia who's gotten some hype from Corey Promin and others. And goaltender Joel hofer why don't you tell us about dylan peterson oh, so much easier
1: uh dylan peterson we drafted in the third round uh number 86 overall in 2020 he played last year at boston university will be playing i believe this year at boston university is like final year um peterson didn't take a big step forward this is prominent but he will but he was still a productive sophomore the bet on him is less what he's done and a lot of projection as a big winger who skates well and has at least some offense. He lacks playmaking instincts, but he has good hands and can finish plays while also displaying a solid compete level. I think Peterson can be a bottom six winger. Uh, You read
0: so well, Ian. I just want to say that. You're a very good reader. Oh, okay. Parkway, uh, south middle, and...
1: (laughs) Do you... Hold on. Let me
0: think about this. Carmen Trails. Oh, very good. Did very well. <laughs> do, you, do you think? Okay, I'm glad you added in elementary school.
1: but do you think I learned to read in middle school?
0: I don't know what they did on that side of the system. Okay, I was what? Southwest proud.
1: Look, well, be honest. The the bottom half of this pyramid just just dog shit. Yeah. So here's the thing. <laughs> Let's, time so Let's just Why distract. is Parkway South of Middle so far up? 141 141? when all of those houses around it are all rockwood they don't None uh-huh. of like you could live right next to south middle and be like, i've never been there i'll never go there
0: yeah i think it's just the timing of when, when, they, uh, built shit. when they built shit yeah but it
1: used to be out in like the country oh yeah <laughs> it was then... like the
0: southern reaches of the planet yeah. And then they built Southwest because that's where all the cool young people
1: move. They said, to. We need to move this we need this closer to the high school. In fact, that's let's right. put it in the backyard of the high school. I don't know why school. they didn't
0: just kill Parkway South, to be <laughs> honest with like you. Middle, not high school. A lot of respect. <laughs> what? High
1: and shove six
0: elementary schools <laughs> in Southwest. <laughs> that's right. Just put another middle school next to it. That's right. I mean, South. Where you are, where you were located, Yeah. South Middle wasn't much closer to you than Southwest Middle, was it? Yeah, no, I don't think so. That's probably, about, probably the same, about the same. Probably about the same, right? Yeah. So, that's always a little weird. I just, I don't know. There's people... We're getting, we're telling these people all this. The, the location is very obvious. There's man. people in my neighborhood... They will know that we're in a part of St. Louis <laughs> County. <laughs> yeah. But right now we're nowhere live... near either school. That's right, especially South Middle. So mind your own business. <laughs> That's right. I, there's people in
1: my neighborhood that have like Hannah Woods mm-hmm. like signs up for their kid, and I'm like, well, that makes sense. We're very close to there. And then I'll or come you're up, not, <laughs> or and I'll walk across a street. The other side of Hannah. And there'll be people that are like, oh, um, Ren Hollow. And I'm like, really? But you're so much closer to Hannah than <laughs> you are, Ren Hollow, whatever. Anyways, it's very odd. I don't want yeah. to chop it up like this.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, they taught me to read, read good. That's well, right. Thank you. That's very good. Read nice. real good. Yeah, so back to what you read about Dylan Peterson, your thoughts, your extended thoughts on Dylan Peterson.
1: I mean, if you get a third round uh, pick that turns into a bottom six winger, like, Cool. Great. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it sounds like Promin really likes him. It sounds like a few other scouts I read seem to like his work ethic a lot. What we lack, as you'll find out from a lot of these um, reports, what we lack in foot speed, in skating when, speed, when we, make we make up, up in, more in tenacity. tenacity and grit, Yeah, which is first-round exit, first-round exit. I was going <laughs> to say,
0: I've heard that's what the NHL is moving towards, right. is more tenacity more and grit. grit. Back um, to...
1: Uh, Clutch and grab. I've heard that's what it is. uh,
0: As my cousin Vinny once said, I just ain't never seen a Grit before. (laughs) So, yeah, I heard of Grits. I just ain't never seen a Grit before. Oh, fantastic movie. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, God. So,
1: I hadn't seen that until, like, maybe a couple years ago, Uh, and... It's just it's just as good as people it's say. It's one of those It's like One of like, eh. my favorites of all time. And yeah, it's great.
0: It's like I Verissa Tell me one best supporting actress for that, and on the one hand I'm like, that's preposterous. Right. And then on the other hand, I'm like, I kinda get it. Mm-hmm. She was great and she was playing such a weirdly particular role, <laughs> right. you know? Um I've been we've put off saying this guy's name as long <laughs> as possible. So let's just dive in it. with Arseny Kormislav. Uh, I want to say that I listened to Russian highlights trying to learn how to pronounce this guy's game. We are professionals and we're trying to mm-hmm. get better, uh, but it was impossible because they were in Russian. So I kind of heard what they were saying, but I didn't. Their really. accents are crazy. That's right. Who wants to say this Russian name like a Russian person That's would? Right. That's insane. Um, but anyway, AK, oh, that's, that's a loaded, that's a loaded initials, can't go with that. Arsini, not Arsenio, just Arseny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Koromyslov is a big left shot defenseman who is a strong skater. Due to his reach and mobility, he skill skills he kills a lot of rushes. Uh, I just want to say in the pro, in the highlight package I read, he was getting switched cheesed on a lot of rushes. So, <laughs> oh
1: no, uh, a real muffin of a defender,
0: <laughs> He's a smart defender. Uh, what's a what's a Russian term for muffin? Uh, what's a uh, Russian sweet dessert? I don't know. Borscht. borscht. <laughs>
1: It's both good and so bad. It's a
0: one-size-fit-all Russian f- food item. Uh, baklava! That's not really Russian, but I'm going to say it anyway. He's a smart defender. Baklava is really good, though. Russian desserts. <laughs> this Russian, is all
1: the Number one food. is Russian chocolate salami? Ah! Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I got locked draw from hearing you say that. Oh!
1: Uh. <laughs> well, we're not going to read the rest of it then If that's number nope, one Nope, nope,
0: nope Dive deeper
1: oh. oh, I wish I had a picture of it I wish I knew what it looked like Oh, oh okay, okay So it like looks Russian chocolate salami As far as no-bake treats go This is, has to be one of my favorites Probably because you don't bake salami Yeah, that's right um, I have a... Yeah, yeah, yeah just, what, do you, what is it's it's it? It's because God baked it with hatred it's, a, it's made with cookie crumbs And chunks of mix no, And it's chunks mixed with, with nuts, f- butter, sugar, milk and cocoa it just look wait so
0: it's not oh, it just looks like a piece of salami
1: but why would you call it that wouldn't you just call this something different just call it like just call it chunky or anything
0: anything but salami oh all right (laughs) Uh, this
1: podcast on the dumper
0: he's a smart defender who anticipate plays anticipates plays well and uses his skating to jump up and pressure opponents He also doesn't shy away from the physical play with his big frame. With the puck, Kormaislav won't dazzle. He has good flashes of stick handling and passing, but it's not consistent. I think there's just enough offense to be a third pair defenseman given his physical tools. Third pair defenseman! Third pair (laughs) defenseman!
1: This is uh, your Russian version of Nikomikola. Mm. This is your guy that's going to dazzle for a couple games and be third pairing
0: he's big he's strong but he ain't got no cuts so (laughs) just a third pairing defenseman uh but like you said just a minute ago you get a third pairing solid nhl defenseman who's going to play 1200 games for the st louis blues in the fourth round that's a steal so um yeah i think that's all right let's look at our goaltender of the future joel hofer hero of the world junior championship joel hofer by the way that's right uh 2019 uh, 2018 fourth round pick 107th overall Springfield Thunderbirds was his team last year I said that like a Scottish version would say it, a Thunderbird you know? they say Tunder. yeah probably you know they don't say th- thunder that that's not how they thunder. pronounce it I think that's more Irish than Scottish anyway you know, but anyway, yeah. twinder. That's how I'm saying.
1: It. That's, a, look, that's how I choose to believe. Good
0: Lord, Ian, this is a mess. I hope people enjoy our insanity because they're getting both barrels of it today. Uh, last week's episode was the drags, so at least we're excited this week. That's right. Uh, tell us which one you liked more, but be careful with your answer because our feelings are fragile. Uh, last year in Springfield, Hofer rebounded from a really uh, a tough year the year before and had a really nice, a decent season, a decent regular season, really nice playoffs in the regular season he played 39 games so got a lot of work. 296 goals against average. 905 save percentage. The AHL is kind of crazy so that's not that bad. Yeah. Um, and then the playoffs he was electric. He had 10 starts. A 256 goals against a 934 save percentage. Uh, Chucky Sideburns of course had to come up um, to VR backup after Bennington went down. Oh, yes. um, so that's why Hofer got even more time than he might otherwise have. Uh, Hofer helped the team get to the Calder Trophy Calder Cup Finals Um, so uh, yeah so he uh, played really well and that's probably the biggest you know I think the biggest thing you can say for Hofer is he seems to be a big big stage performer Uh, anyone who doesn't remember a couple years ago at the World Junior Championship he entered entered as like Canada's third third goalie I think he basically wasn't even supposed to start Um, and then they had a really bad first couple of games and he came up came on basically a mop-up duty and again they were getting blitzed by Russia um and uh he was electric in that game and then just didn't relinquish hold through the rest of the tournament he played six games had a 130 goals against average a 946 save percentage with a shutout went five zero and 0 and carried them to gold in one goaltender of the tournament so uh he's had big time performances before and is uh Pronman says he was up and down in his second pro season, but he went on a tear in the AHL playoffs. He's a good-sized netminder who shows great sense in poison net. He moves efficiently around the crease tracking the play and never seems to be scrambling. Hofer has trouble getting to the puck lateral plays, uh, getting to the quick lateral plays across the crease, but he's big enough to be able to absorb enough of those shots. He projects as a full-time backup goalie, Um, which is fine. We've turned full-time backup goalies, into NHL All-Stars in St. Louis time and time again. That's right. It's what we're best at, you can say. I wouldn't want a goalie who's projected to be a star because we'd screw it up somehow. So, um, obviously, Pronman knows more than me, but I think Hofer maybe has even more upside than that. I mean... You just have to find the consistency and the right goalie coach, but he's shown that he can be unbeatable with the most important moments, and that's what you want. A real Matt Murray type, you might say. Oh, boy. oh no. I uh, just sidled him with, <laughs> with
1: just I'll take the
0: two cups and get that. out of here. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's, uh, that's Joel Hofer for you. Any thoughts on Joel Hofer? He's our, he's our only hope. And goal. I mean, not necessarily. Help, help us,
1: Hobie. One, your only hope. We didn't draft any goalies this year for the first time in forever. So you know, we're down a season. You guys got to prove yourselves. We need God, Joel. We need you so bad. I didn't. I totally forgot because freaking we can't do Thomas.
0: Grace. Thomas Grice we went to the arch, it. Ian. He's saved now. Oh no, he's he got not. his powers. He no. went into that tiny little shuttle. And he absolved himself of his sins, climbing up the side of the arch. He didn't. We're not making light of neo-Nazism here on this (laughs) podcast. He went to the top of the arch. He looked out over Bush Stadium and he said, Das ist ein Stadium. And he was cleansed of... Everything. What are your thoughts on Thomas Grice's trip to the top of the Earth? Uh, Did
1: nothing for me.
0: The extra S's for extra skill Uh, and extra St. Louis.
1: No, I think there's a reason there's two S's in his name. (laughs) Oh God, Uh, I just, I'm folks. It's it's it's
0: it's Jordan Bennington. It's Jordan Bennington or nothing, baby. It's nerf or nothing. We got. I mean. I think, I know, okay, I know we're not talking about the team, but we haven't made enough of how, like, that's the only decision this offseason that actually mattered. Right. It's Jordan Bennington, or it's nobody. Oh, <laughs> and I love Jordan hard. Bennington. I believe in Jordan Bennington. I just know he's going to fail. <laughs> how hard... Can you quote, Can you name that movie quote? It's from Walk Hard by yeah. uh, <laughs> the Dewey Cox. story. <laughs> I just—it's starting to sound like you don't believe in me. Oh, I do believe in you. I just know you're gonna <laughs> fail. One of my favorite quotes. Anyway, go on. I was gonna say,
1: GM's are gonna bend us over a barrel when we have uh, when nothing we have to and we get, gotta get freaking Aiden Hill or oh, whoever. Baby. You
0: know. Uh, the Senators are calling, and they've got Gustafsson for you, but it's uh, going to cost you. you.
1: Why are you going to be that team? Yeah,
0: yeah When I hear about that team on like 32 Thoughts, I'm like, what a or, piece of shit team. Or, is this the team, is this the year... Maybe we're just modeling ourselves after 2019 too much, and this is the year where we fucking cut Thomas Grice halfway through the season, uh, and it's Joel Hofer's show, baby! He right. takes us to the cup! We're not... He's playing... That's true. Dougie's playing 4D chess, and we're playing checkers I mean, again. that's probably most likely, that's right. but... Uh, it's boy. most likely, but it's not a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> I can't... You can't make that your plan. Oh. Tell us about Nikita Alexandrov. He's not problematic. He doesn't sound Russian at all. That's right.
1: Tier five, baby. We're in tier five. This is where most of the meat is. And by meat, I mean people. (laughs) This is where most of the prospects are. Some maybe could be in tier four. Most. Most. The majority. I feel like we could throw in tier six because some of them are getting a little old. And they're and they're and they're very good hockey players, but are they NHL players? Wah, wah, not so much. Uh, and that makes sense. That's how the shit pans out. <laughs> you know, that's just that's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, starting at the top though, for tier five, we have Nikita Alexandrov. Where am I at? I'm scrolling. Here we you are. You want me to read? Oh, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Do I got you? I got you. Okay. Center. is 21. Still, he's a spring chicken. Picked him in round two of 2019. 60 second overall place for the Springfield Thunderbirds it was his first year in the AHL last year, only 30 points in 67 games. It's okay. Uh, eight points in 18 playoff games from prom and Alexandrov's first full AHL season went fine, helping Springfield become one of the top teams in the league. His skill and hockey sense drive his game. Alexandrov has the patience and vision to make a lot of difficult plays with the puck and is dangerous inside the offensive zone. He works hard enough off the puck, but has a wiry frame and lacks the speed you'd like for the NHL. Again, see, we got a lot of slow people. Uh, I think he gets games, but I see him as more of a depth piece than well, a he's regular got league. Oh, yeah, he's got the dog in him. He's got the <laughs> dog in him, that's right. Um, I want one of those, but with a dachshund.
0: I've seen Alexandrov uh, in Traverse City, and I have to say he was woefully inconsistent. Was he mid? Uh, He was was mid. He was uh, really exciting in flashes and then totally missable for most of the game. So I hope you can find that consistent gear. Um, But you know, he was our first pick after winning the cup. He was uh, the last of the second round. So it's like, you can't say it's like some big tragedy if he doesn't develop into a star. Um, Honestly, the fact that we've got this many players that are like NHL probables when we've only drafted late, 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 right. Uh, is a That's decent. Good. Um, but you would love to have just like one more Robert Thomas kind of mixed in there. <laughs> Please, uh, just because God. we didn't read it. And I do want to read all these names and back to back, uh, just to see if I can do it. Uh, tier five comprises of, and we'll move through these guys much quicker. Or we'll be here until th- uh, Thursday of next week. Nikita Alexandrov, Michael Buchinger, uh, Tanner Dickinson, Alex and Terry Kaskamaki, Tyler Tucker. Finnish names are so easy. He did it so easy. Um, yeah. Matthew Kessel, Leo Loof, Matthias Lafer- Laferriere, uh, Simon Robertson, Vadim Sharinko, Hugh McGin, Kian Washkarak, Colton Ellis, Marc-Andre Gaudet, uh, Landon Sim, and Landon Sim to round it out. Uh, Several of those names were made up, but if you thought that was bad, here's tier six. Uh, Ivan Vorobyov, Jeremy Michel, who's still around, Noah Beck, Tyson Galloway, uh, who I'm pretty sure is just like a jobber on NXT. I'm like 98% certain. Will Cranley and Brady Lyle. So let's move back down to Michael Buchinger, a left-handed defenseman, drafted in the third round from the Guelph Storm of the 2022 draft. He had... 44 points this year. Whoa! Yo, 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 baby. Buchinger is a solid all-around defenseman. His skating isn't explosive. There it is again. Uh, <laughs> but it's good enough for him to be a useful pro. He can skate pucks out of trouble and can close gaps on checks well. What about Slovakians, though? <laughs> <laughs> Uh <laughs> shows good flashes of skill and offensive playmaking, especially off the rush. I don't think he's a natural puck mover though. Combine average offense oh <laughs> <laughs> There is a combine here. That's true. <laughs> combine average offense with average size, and I'm not sure where he fits on an NHL team, but there's enough to his game for him to have a shot and, Proudman adds, he's got that dog <laughs> So, um, you know, there's a shot. He's got a chance.
1: I do think I saw some sort of prospect ranking for the NFL. Yeah, I think it was that had that as a thing at dude, the
0: bottom. Dude, Tanner Dickinson was from the Sioux Greyhounds. He's literally got that dog in him. That's right. Uh, Guelph Storm, one of my favorite OHL teams. Dickinson is a smart, competitive forward with some offensive abilities, but his skating may limit him at higher levels. But and this is a quote from Corey Praman, he's got that dog. In him. It's only that's the only people that Promin writes about. I just, I just have to say, and I'm really this isn't trying to flex in any way. Or nerd out in any way, but I have met Corey and at Traverse City because it's a big thing for him there. And the idea of him saying he's got that dog in him is like the funniest (laughs) mental image I can picture. So, uh, is he is he nice but probably a little serious? I feel like that's he's nice, a little serious, and like you can tell he's like very socially awkward. Like he doesn't want to be talking to strangers, which is fine. That's not his job. His job is to sit in stands 190 nights a year and watch. I mean, I, I don't blame him, you know, but... I feel like, I feel like anyone... But he's, like, polite. He's not, like, standoff. Oh, yeah. He's just, like, you know...
1: I feel like anyone that's big into NHL prospects, like, really big and knows all about him, has to be a little overly serious yeah. is like, this is, like, my job. And these kids, you know, I gotta really look into these kids. Yeah. I'm like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it's bro. like,
0: nobody's Nobody... If this kid's a bust, nobody's gonna be like, but Corey probably uh, yeah. said, you <laughs> Come know... Come on, Corey. It's like... It's, like, such a hard job. The travel is insane, and you have to write so much, and you have to know so much. But in a way, it's, like, the easiest job, because you can, like, amalgamate everything everybody else says, take some hot takes where you see a little difference, you know, Mm. and then just never held accountable for long. (laughs) I mean, these guys even write stories every year about like here's how wrong i was about the 2018 draft, <laughs> i know, you know you're
1: literally allowed to make that content. <laughs> i'm so wrong all the time uh,
0: all the time um uh, moving on to alexan terry koskamaki competing with jimmy snuggerud for the best name in this koskamaki. class uh, he played for Hifk. And <laughs> the last year of yep. um, HIFK. Yep. Uh, he also played for the under-18 team and had 70 points in 20 games at that level. Koskamaki, I would look for Alexanteri Koskamaki as a potential uh, feature in the next World Junior Championship tournament, which is just three months away, just over three months away. World Cup, World Junior, bam, bam! It's going to be a loaded sports winter. Um... Koskowaki is a skilled playmaking center. Uh oh, and we've got the World Cup of Baseball too, or World Baseball Championship, or whatever that's called. Very exciting. Very it's a good year. It's a good year. And the, World and a the World Cup. The actual World Cup. And then no, not the Olympics. It's an odd year. So not those. Nobody cares about those anyway. Yeah, that's what I said. World Cup, World Juniors. World oh, oh, Series of Baseball or whatever. But not the World Series, which the Cardinals will win. Koskamaki is a skilled playmaking center. He shows very good puck skills in tight areas, and he can make defenders miss and create offense. Koskamaki competes well. He just wants to say Koskamaki a lot, and you can blame him. Showing no fear to get to the net, can PK and wins a decent chunk of battles. He can also play on the perimeter and make a lot of plays through seams. His only drawback is his average foot speed. God damn it! <laughs> one time, Doug! Just, have just no one fast time. Football. Just point to the fastest guy and say... You you aren't good at hockey in any way, but goddamn it, they're gonna say you're fast.
1: Oh no, but see, that's how you end up with Neil Yakupov. <laughs> that's
0: right. I want you. I love Neil Yakupov. Just knock, knock, knocking down. The ice. How can you be so he's fast? He's running away from bees. So oh my god, it was a late. He's a legend. Uh, he can only play on the perimeter, He can also play on the perimeter. His one drawback is his average foot speed, especially since he also has an average play- frame. Uh, But he does have a chance to play in the NHL if his skating improves. I'm high on Alex Santari Koskamaki, mostly because his name is Alex Santari Koskamaki. Tyler Tucker, the once-in-future and once-in-future prospect. Mm -hmm. We drafted him in the 7th round of the 200 200 draft. Well, (laughs) the 7th round of the 200 draft, so he's about 1,800 years old. Tyler Tucker in the 2018 round, 7th round. Jesus. (laughs) 2018 draft, 7th round, 200th pick. Uh, He played for the Barry Colts, I believe, at one point, and Mm -hmm. some other teams. Uh, He played in Springfield last year, 18 points in 72 games. This was the kid who uh, was very, like, you know, it was like Bill Armstrong loved him because he was a big body guy and he was physical and, you know, you're trying to pump up a 7th round pick. Um, But then out of nowhere in his one season with... I think it was Barry. um, He just kind of exploded and had uh, 59 points in 68 games in the (laughs) 2008-2009 season. Uh, And then he came back to Barry and uh, had 29 points in 28 games. And then he was traded to the Flint Firebirds and had 27 points in 27 games. Um, So, you know, that was all very exciting. And then since he's come to the pros, he really hasn't kept up the point production at all um so you know it's hard to know with him if he'll ever materialize into anything but he um, throws hands though. but he does throw hands he loves to throw hands mm-hmm. um I, I think
1: at age 22 maybe he gets like a call up yeah. here or there um but yeah it's one of those things where it's like he'll, i don't know that he'll be anything more than like a eighth ninth
0: he'll be the guy bin. we'll call up uh, and start seven defenders on a night that we play the Flames, and he'll just brain Nazem <laughs> and that'll be the end
1: of it. Be like Tyler, see you later. That's, That's all right. we need to do. Thank for you.
0: don't even listen. Don't even go to the penalty box. Just yeah. get on the flight home. Go back to Springfield. But Springfield so far, we don't care, Tyler. Go back to any Springfield. We That's don't right. care. We got you a nice Spirit Airlines flight. <laughs> I've even reserved one bag of eaten, half-eaten peanuts. So, you know, <laughs> congratulations. Matthew Kessel, no relation, as far as I know. Uh, Promen says, is a quite intriguing Is a big right-shot defenseman with some puck-moving debility and a decent shot. The only worry for him is, guess Ian. just guess. Oh, true. No, folks at home, why don't you guess what the concern about Matthews Kessel <laughs> is? Say it out loud. Guess it right now. Let the earth hear you reverberate <laughs> with the word his skating. Uh, whether his skating holds him back from being an NHL player. This team does not give a shit a about of scouting, how you yeah. can skate. Don't give a shit. That is just not even a category we grade for. That's why all these people fall to us. We're like, what's wrong with this kid? He's perfect he should be the first overall pick uh, and they're like he has one foot it doesn't matter he should be the can, first I'm pick. sure they're like we can teach them how to skate we can teach them how to have a second foot uh, <laughs> uh, Kessel played his college career at UMass and then started with the Thunderbirds last year he played in all 18 playoff games so good for him Leo Loof is a third round pick of 2020 out of Eels the city that that guy from Princess Bride is from um hmm. That's not true. It's not no, true. No, but his not. name is his last name is Elves, or it's spelled similarly. It's not the same. But you know, he looks Swedish, so maybe he's actually from. Maybe that's the mystery. um Solid. We cracked up Leo Luf, who has a brother that we didn't draft, is a tall, mobile defenseman who competes hard and is good defensively. But whether he can wait, this is different. Move the puck in the NHL is an open question. Uh, but he said nothing about his skating, no, which wait. means it's average of best. Which means uh, very mid. 10 points in 48 games in Liga last year. But that is a men's league. He was playing among men. And he had two assists in 10 playoff games. He also played for Sweden at the international level at the WJC. He played six games. Win! What? I didn't see that. That didn't happen. Maybe that was the fake one. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, he's, he's know, definitely he's a, the fake one. He is a prospect that exists. Uh, Matthias Laferriere, he's looked good in Traverse City at times. He played for the Worcester Railers, uh, or Worcester, is that what we're supposed to say? Worcester Railers uh, and the Springfield Thunderbirds last season. 56 games with the T-Birds. He says, I liked to Laferriere as a junior, but his first pro season was tough. I respect he has some skill and goal scoring ability, but, <laughs> drum roll please, <laughs> his lack of pace looks like an issue and he doesn't have much of a game uh, away from the puck. Um, that's uh, Matthias Laferriere. He is, uh, I think he plays an inch, okay? Interesting. I've seen him. He looks decent enough to be your, like, fifteenth. Um, your Adam Cracknell. <laughs> <laughs> A real Adam Cracknell. Who sticks around. You see him, like, seven years later for the Coyotes, and you're like, what? You know, around six guy? Okay. How sure. long did Adam Cracknell play in the league? Because in my head, it was, like, 12 seasons. It
1: uh, definitely wasn't that. But He was born in
0: 1985. You're so old, Adam.
1: Yeah, he was definitely older than I thought.
0: 37. I'm 37. I'm not old. <laughs> um, Ian, Adam Cracknell played 58 games in AHL last oh, year. And I forgot, he was on the Olympic team. He oh, was an Olympian. Yeah. Adam Cracknell for the two uh, Bakersfield Condors. He's signed for the Tucson Roadrunners this year. This is so funny to see these guys who have had like an incredible hockey career and are just so forgettable. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. He, uh, debuted with the Blues in 2010-2011, which means he was already 25. Um... 24 games here, 61 with the Rivermen, 2 games here, 72 with the Rivermen, 20 games here, 49 with the Rivermen, 19 games here, 28 with the Wolves, then he moved on to Columbus for the 14-15 season, 17 games there, 18 games in Springfield, 22 games in the Chicago Wolves, 2015-16 with the Canucks and Oilers, 44 games with the Canucks, 2016-17, 69 Nice. <laughs> games with the Dallas Stars 2017-18. He was still playing in the NHL with the Dallas Stars one game, with the New York Rangers four game, with the Hartford Railers 15 games, and with the Laval Rocket for 54 games, in which he put up forty-eight. Points. The and then 2018 19, the Toronto Marlies for 14 games, 7 uh, assists, and 10 points. The Anaheim Ducks for 2 games. He played for the San Diego Goals in 32 uh, games that season. In 2019 20, his travels took him overseas where he was an alternate captain for the Kunlun Red Stars, playing 52 games and scoring 24 points. In 2020 21, he played. On loan with the Esbjerg Energy of the Danish league, uh, where he played in 17 games and scored 22 points. Then he moved on to the Bakersfield Condors, where he has played just over one or just under 100 games in the 2020-21 and 2021-22 seasons. He played in Canada's Olympic team, and now he is set to play his age 37 season for. The Tucson Roadrunners. What a what a career. I mean, insane. The experiences he's had. This is like your your iconic level um spit and What's guess, this guy. Oh, and yeah. you're like, who the hell is that? Except people who have like remembered Adam Cracknell like we do. Uh, so Matthias LeFerrier, <laughs> look forward to your Kunlun Red Stars stint in twenty thirty five thirty six.
1: I had to look him up in that jersey with like his wife and his kids like in China somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I need an Adam Cracknell Red Stars jersey. That's an,
0: that's an athletic article. Not long ago, he thought he could be at what, Ian? What's the clipping?
1: Oh, man. Not long ago, he thought he could be at...
0: <laughs> uh
1: Adam Cracknell is now a Canadian Olympian, but not long ago, he thought he could be at Games Playing for China.
0: Oh, yeah, because he went... Because a lot of players were like, oh, I'll be on the Chinese oh, team. Oh, yeah. So he's a communist. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Folks, I hope you didn't come here for hard-hitting prospect analysis. You should know better by now. Um, Simon Robertson, the 19-year-old, 2021 third-round pick, number 71 overall. Robertson is a skilled winger with good hockey sense who can finish chances, but you'll never guess, Ian. You'll never guess. You'll never guess. You'll never (laughs) guess. guess this one. His skating is just fine and may limit him in the NHL. Apparently you need to be able to skate. That's right. If Corey Prohmann's real big on skating and our our drafters are not. They don't um, agree. They just don't agree. Robertson's a real Patrick Bergwin. to I me. Mean, he's going to get some time. He's going to score some NHL goals. He's going to score and he'll be just 63 as bad as skating. NHL goals in his career.
1: Will he faceplant like Patrick Bergwin yes, Probably. Bad?
0: Probably, yeah.
1: Due to the poor skating. He probably
0: won't be as beautiful though. Um, true Vadim Sharenko now he's a goaltender so if he mentions skating here I quit um, <laughs> <laughs> Sharenko is an intriguing prospect he has decent size and good quick twist in his lower half to make tough saves versus pros when he's locked in he can be a difference maker he has an nhl toolkit he's just inconsistent gives up too many low percentage goals he also played at Eels this season so a teammate of leo loof that's fun um and i uh, played in 30 games in liga among men where he's just 21 he's had a 267 save percentage 902 uh sorry, 267 goals against average, nine two save percentage. I don't know nearly enough about Liga to know if that's good, uh, but I do know it's that's a great. league that produces a lot of goaltenders, so that's promising. He also played at Kuvi for one game on loan uh, and wasn't great. Um, I really like Sharenko. He had, like, insane numbers in Russian junior leagues. Um, obviously, he's just 21, so it's hard to know. He was, like, a... Maybe the last overall pick, or like very late in the draft. Um, but like I could see him being like one of those kind of sneaky, sneaky push to the NHL kind of guys. A a real Jordan, it's like a bidding time. Um, so yeah, that'd be interesting to watch. Hugh Gang, fan favorite around here, the tiny dynamo. Uh, he's small, he's fast, he works very hard. I don't know if he'll ever play in the NHL, he's, but I'm hoping.
1: I was like, he's already 24, but you
0: know, Adam <laughs> Cracknell, uh, got in at 25, That's right. so. He, he could be our next Adam Cracknell. He could be our next Matthias LaFerre <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope he gets games this season. At some point, just to get, you know, I kind of am of the opinion that if you've got a guy who's, like, good enough to play in the NHL, give him his cup oh, of coffee. Oh, especially if you drafted know? him, yeah, I'm like, just it. doesn't try. make any difference if you call up Nathan Walker for the 14th time or call up Hugh McGinn once, right. you know, like, just just
1: do it. Oh, given our fourth blind situation, <laughs> Nathan Walker's already going to be That's here. That's true, he's a starter.
0: Maybe he's... He's here. He's Noel Achari's best friend. Did we sign him to a two-year contract? Yes, of course we did. Okay. of course we did. Why wouldn't you? He's Nathan Walker. Um, Cam Washkarak washes crack. Was <laughs> I know this about him? Voted twice the OHL's I think toughest player or like coaches player. player. The coaches poll. It was like the OHL. Outstanding player or something. Um, He's got a work ethic a mile long. He'll spit in your eye and then make you French toast for breakfast. He's got grit more than the used-up side of a roll of sandpaper. He's harder than an SOS pad. This kid has the dog in (laughs) him. He's got that dog in him. And everything I just said is a direct quote from Corey Fromm. Don't look it up. (laughs) But all that entire paragraph I was just saying was not extemporaneous speech speaking. It was Corey Proven. He just told us that. He emailed us that. We asked for his insight. That's right. Uh, (laughs) Dear Corey, does Keon Washkarak have that dog Dog in him? I really want to tweet at that, Adam, right now. I'll be like, who the hell is Keon (laughs) Washkarak?"
1: He is just back. Bow wow, motherfucker.
0: Ian, don't let my dreams be dreams. We gotta tweet this at this guy. Oh, Let's do, go- let's do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna do it. Of course we're gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> um, the ramblings of a crazy person. Here we go. Okay. Uh, we're recording the process... <laughs> Uh, pyramid right now and we need Corey Tundman, uh, to settle a debate John no, no. <laughs> 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 Wash quote got that dog in him quote quote
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh,
0: the future of the <laughs> SCL boys depends <laughs> on this <laughs> all right, this is the worst prospect. We've ever had all, time. <laughs> uh. <sighs> all right, <laughs> why? Why'd you let me do that? He's got to respond in the next ten <laughs> minutes. <laughs> You're gonna be blocked by Corey <laughs> <I hope> so. <laughs> you look up and you just get the this. Use a Twitter user uh, uh, controls your computer in tweets. <laughs> oh, God. All right. If oh, he responds, I'm going to drop dead. Uh, Cole Nellis is a goaltender. He played 34 games in Wooster last year. Then we had another player play at Wooster. We got him with we little send old We our groups. guys to the same places. Um, 321 GAA, 905 save percentage, one lowly shutout. He's not cut out for the NHL. Uh, We've got a lot of, like, fine goalie prospects, none of whom quite uh, rise to a level higher than the others. Um, But, you know, I think one of them at least will turn into a solid NHL option, so that's (laughs) something. Marc-Andre Gaudet uh, played for the Chikatimi Saguenins in the QMJHL last or is playing for them this year. He was traded from the Akadi Bathurst Teton where he had 38 points in 68 games last year as a left-handed defenseman. He was drafted in the fifth round and I'm not going to pretend to sit here and know anything about him only about 18. Landon Sim who we drafted in the sixth round this year. He was, uh, playing for the london knights so he's probably rich uh he had that's 21 true. points in 64 games that was a joke about the Land- london knights bribing their players to come there if that wasn't queer to everybody you know a little inside baseball and there's play. some other guy there's some other dude that's holding out yeah can you explain why Corey promen hasn't responded yet <laughs> i'm upset oh uh, um, come on Corey. That's we're right. having fun don't be an asshole Corey. seth rollins right now sitting in a box at the 50 yard line of the Rams, uh, Bills game. I you love know? Seth Rollins. It pays to be on top. That's all I'm saying. I was probably he probably got that for the company too, because that's where WrestleMania is. Okay. It's probably a WrestleMania showcase box, and he's just going for free on Stan <laughs> Kroenke's dime. Gross. I hate I hate Seth Rollins. <laughs> not before when he was a heel, but now I hate him. Uh, Honestly,
1: he's really he's really got you drawn in.
0: Ivan Vorbyov. Yeah, that was just to get me. Uh, he word. played for no torpedo Nizhny uh, Novgorod, and he's Novgorod. He's not so good. <laughs> uh, he. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We've gone out the rails. He's a (laughs) winger. We took him in the seventh round in 2021. We'll never see him in the NHL. Uh -uh. Jeremy Michel's been in the system for 18 years. We took him in 2019 (laughs) in the seventh round. He played for Valdor. uh, last year he's going to the university of moncton after his qmjhl career is over that's not a good sign he had 84 points in 66 games we'll never see him in the nhl noah beck i thought "Epro" was a pretty good song um i really <laughs> like loser i mean everybody likes loser dreams about dreams yeah very overlooked very you good won, song. you want you want a
1: grammy for that that's album. right
0: such a good song um He played at Clarkson University last year. Here I am, once again, I'm torn into pieces. (laughs) Novak, never going to play in the NHL. Tyson Galloway. Now, he played for the Calgary Hitmen, and that's important because they were or are owned by Bret Hart. And that's important because he's cool and I like Bret Hart. (laughs) So Tyson Galloway is going to be a future Hall of Famer, as all Calgary Hitmen always have always been. Will Cranley played for the Flint Firebirds. Uh, this year, he will play for the Flint Firebirds. Last year, he did play for the Ottawa 67s. He wasn't so good, but this could be one of those situations where in a new environment in his last year in juniors, he really excelled. He's another one of those uh, goalie prospects who's, you know, just on the fringes. Um, And then Brady Lyle is an undrafted 23-year-old. I don't even know why he's on the pyramid at all. That's Ian's failure. We we put him on the bottom. he's sorry. He played for the Providence Bruins. And the Springfield Thunderbirds last year, but he did have nine points in sixteen playoff games, uh, and he will never play in the NHL.
1: Why are people liking this tweet but not answering? Yeah, come on, Corey Prong. Corey,
0: what are you like on the East Coast and probably were asleep two hours ago? Uh, wake up! I don't care. Wake up! Freak. We tweeted you. I'm, I'm going to look... This is the best part. He's going to respond like midday tomorrow. I'm going to look down at my phone and be like, why the hell did Corey Prodman do this? And it's going to come back to me in waves.
1: Um, we can't get Corey Proudman. we got to work down the list. we got to get to... Uh, you know, we got to get at Jeremy Rutherford. Scott Scott Rutherford. Scott
0: Rutherford. <laughs> we'll hit everybody, until we get a response. Craig Button, you're next, baby. That's... I'm coming... Didn't someone...
1: Didn't... Someone got him with a name. Someone faked a name. At Craig Button. On a tweet. Wasn't that? It's like some... Like like my sack or something. Yeah. I've never never heard of like my sack.
0: Classic. (laughs) You idiot. (laughs) You dumbass. Uh, Oh, Oh, the dog in him. You got that dog in him. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Prospect Pyramid one more time. Tier 1, nobody! Tier 2, Zachary Bullduke. Tier 3, Jake Neighbors and Jimmy Snuggerood. Tier 4, Dylan Peterson, Arsenic, yes, and oh, no. Joel Over. <laughs> Tier five, Nikita Alexandrov, Michael Buchinger, Tanner Dickinson, Alex Santeri, Koskamaki, Tyler Tucker, Matthew Kessel, Leo Lou, Matthias Laferriere, Simon Robertson, Vadim Shurenko, Hugh McGinn, Keon Washkarak, who's got that dog in him, Colton <laughs> Ellis, Marc-Andre Gaudet, and Landon Sim. Saying who's got that dog in him almost made me run out of breath. Oh, no. And finally, tier six, Ivan Vorbyov, Jeremy Michelle, Noah Beck, Tyson Galloway, Will Cranley, and Brady Lyle, who is a charity case to even be on the list. He's
1: really a tier seven. Brady
0: Lyle, if you're listening, we're rooting for your success, man. We'd love for you to be a Hockey Hall of Famer and do it for the Blues. It's nothing against you, but you're a charity case (laughs) to even be on the list. We
1: should be happy we even know
0: your name. It scares me to think that a blues player might have listened to this podcast at some time, including Scotty Elshaw. That's right. (laughs) Um,
1: Maybe, maybe Robert Thomas listened to this while beating Logic in
0: chess. That's right. That was the thing that happened. That was the weirdest tweet I think I've ever read. Mm -hmm. I was like, every word of it got like, huh, huh. Huh, I hope huh, they were both huh. just there Yeah, if there wasn't like a camera I really, a shot of it, really hope neither of them knew who the other one was, other yeah. one was. Like, look at this nerdy piece of what shit kind of, what kind of a name is Logic you're telling me his name's Logic <laughs> it's not just like Tim or something and Logic was like oh yeah I love Smooth sure I'll go with Robert Thomas is Santana gonna be there he looks awfully young yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Matchbox 20 when he was 20 years old <laughs> bird uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that's uh, that's the prosper pyramid folks we did it we did it
1: it's like clarity here Corey Prumman rated the blues like pipeline as like 28th or yeah. something out of 32 teams
0: but I do think he was maybe underestimating that they got that dog in him <laughs> I do we'll have to get oh, for his sure, for sure. but Oh, um, For sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of grit, a lot of dog, very little skating skill. He obviously values skating skill very highly.
1: We finish pretty high you know, pretty high in the standings every year. We go deep in the playoffs. We're we're always drafted in the twenties, uh, you know, up until Bull Duke, whatever last year. And so it's that's that's part of it. That's part of being part a good part of it.
0: Like I said, I think uh, I think the nicest read of this core of this prospect pool is that we have a lot of players who are going to be like contributors and play roles that really need to be filled around a team that's built around Thomas and Cairo. Um, but I think to really have a great core, you'd like to have one more star, um, and it'd be great to pick up somehow a second first-round pick this year. Right. You know, by trading Vladimir Tarasenko or something like that, and uh, you know, get really two prospects from a deep draft uh, coming in. But if that doesn't happen, we'll still be fine. We're taken care of. Um, You know, I don't think this team. I'm I'm worried about them in a lot of ways, and I'm worried about the long term contract situation. But I don't think they're in a place where they're going to be like forced to do like a, a down to the studs rebuild at any point you know like they're fine they can skate through they might miss the playoffs a year or two but like they're not going to be forced to just tear it apart i don't think and you know that's positive um so that's all i got ian We've been going for a while. Is that all you got? That's all I got. Hopefully we're still recording. We were never recording. Oh, it's all gone. Uh, It's an hour of 21 minutes, an hour and almost 22 minutes of Got That Dog in Him, Jeff. People
1: are tired. This
0: has been the drafty Dodecahedron, uh, and we are so thankful that you listened. We enjoyed doing this episode. This one was a little crazier um, because... We don't have that many high-end prospects that we can, like, really analyze. We were a little more serious early on when we were uh-huh. talking about your Snuggaroos. This is a real player. <laughs> Those guys aren't imagined. Um, they aren't NHL, 50, NHL uh, 23 um, draft picks from, like, the 2027 draft where it's like, you know, um, Dylan Pasternak and um you know uh vladimir nugent hopkins <laughs> and that sort oh, no. of thing you know um J- <laughs> it'd be like jt tarasenko <laughs> um so you know we've got a lot of those guys too but that's it for us i will be returning to the sunny the sunny regions of Florida, but we won't be. That's all of them, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess sunshine state. I really got to go see one of those springs that people keep telling me about. They're supposed to be springy. So. Yeah, springs there. Yeah, lots of natural springs. Oh, yeah. I just thought they had gators. They got gators too. I don't know why the gators aren't in the springs though. That's what always worries me. But it's very clear water, so you can see them. Maybe you can that's see the them. problem. Maybe they don't like the queer water because they're like, yep, my whole thing is camouflage. I mean, probably, plush. yeah. That's right. So we figured it out. Pretty smart.
1: Pretty smart for being a billion years old. That's
0: right. Mama said gators are so ornery because they got all them <laughs> teeth and no tooth That's <laughs> so, right. You know, when Abula. you really think about it, when you break it down that way. I God. That's right. So folks next week will be the gator prospect pyramid um we'll talk about all different breeds of gators the caiman are going to come in way higher than you think that's right um but until then and the albino alligator real freak we're not even gonna rate that guy (laughs) real that's right uh until then uh we will talk to you soon have a wonderful weekend and um uh, merry christmas good night everyone see ya the fucking Eagle Double G, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg. Da, 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 da. you know what I'm hoppin' with the D-R-E, yeah, 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 you know who's back up in this motherfucker, 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 Motherfuck. so raise the weed up then, that? play that yeah. shit up, nigga, yeah, Stop Snoop, top dog, yeah. bottom dog, nigga, burnin' okay. shit up.